Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wager, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by my co-host, former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, I would normally ask you what is going on right now, but I think we both know uh, we're about one week away from kickoff UCLA football going against Coastal Carolina. So what I am going to ask you to open the show here is how would you be feeling right now? One week removed, you know, the first game's coming. You just finished up camp. Like what is, what's what's the vibe right now for you and the guys in the locker room um, at this point? Um, kind of finished up training camp and getting ready for that first game. Heal up as much as possible. I mean, you know, camp is long. You usually have like your little nicks and, you know, injuries. Not injuries, but, you know, certain things are lingering through camp. Mm -hmm. This is like your shot of getting your body back to 100% as much as possible. You're going to – practices are going to dial back, you know, be a little bit shorter, be more, um, you know, dialed into your to your opponent so there's less, um, less team periods. Uh, so yeah, you have more mental time. Um, so this is the time to get your body as close to hundred percent as possible and get ready to play an opponent. Finally, you know, you're kind of bored mm -hmm. of practice going against teammates every single day, the same people, you know, if you're with the ones you're going against mm -hmm. the ones. sometimes you go ones versus twos, twos versus ones, that type of situation. But now you finally get to use everything that you've been preparing for all the work that you put in the off season. It all comes down to the season. Now I'm going against an opponent. So time to, you know, like I said, dial it back physically increase mentally and get your body ready to go. Um, I think one thing that was interesting that we kind of picked up on. And again, we're kind of so limited with what we can see in practice is I should have sent you this video earlier. I, I mean, you may not have seen it, they're, they're getting a lot more they, they were pretty physical this past week just from what we were able to see like you have the the inside linebackers going up against the uh, the running backs and you had Carson Steele and the big tank that he is go up against Darius Muasau and that was like two rhinos running into each other that was that was a that was a that was a great matchup there um and they talked to some of the the reporters who were there that day at practice. Uh, talk to uh, Femi, the transfer from Cal, the, the one of the linebackers, and someone. I think they talked to J. Michael Sturdivant, the receiver, the transfer from Cal as well. Um, and also, and kind of mentioned like, hey, like, is the physicality kind of picking up? And it was kind of interesting because it might have been a little different from what I was expecting in terms of an answer from you, maybe. 
Um, maybe I'm wrong, but because I think some teams they try not to tackle as much during you know camp and whatnot, but then they get to the first game of the week and then they're struggling, missing tackles, or you know, because they didn't do any of it leading up to um the game. So uh do did Chip get a little bit more physical on that last week or are you is it okay to get a little more physical? What are your kind of thoughts on 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 a little bit more contact maybe than you're used to? I mean the first so the my first year with Chip, um the last time I remember doing a live period was in fact when I hurt my knee. So oh. that <laughs> might have factored into the way he went moving forward because I'm pretty sure my my last year, I don't remember us ever doing a live period. I don't think we did any live. I don't remember doing any live tackling drills mm-hmm. until the game. Like we would do, and that was one thing that that we did a lot of a lot of tackling drills per se. Mm-hmm. Like we did tackling a tackling circuit every day. And what do you mean by and, that? So, Coach Azanero had a had a circuit going. Um. It's pretty much doing everything but taking the person to the ground in, in a mm-hmm. sense of like the way that you track near hip, the way that you close ground until you into that tackle. And then there was uh if it if it was the only one that was kind of like more physical was like a profile tackle. And that's like usually, you know, uh down the pipe, more of uh you get that majority of time as a linebacker, like goal line type situation, you know, when it's like right one on one in the gap head yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times a lot of tackles are um from an angle from the side tracking the near hip. Um, and then we did, I think it was like four drills in the circuit every day, a rap roll circuit. Um, and these are all to help build that technique and that foundation to be a good tackler. And we watched like, we'd watch film on it. We'd watch the drills over as a defense and they emphasize the things, the technique to hopefully, you know, one being a better tackler and two being a safer tackler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, when it went into the game, I don't think like it wasn't a, it wasn't like a issue of missing tackles for the most part. Everybody's played football since you were a kid. And even like, especially professionally now, it's like, right. you don't do tackling. Like you don't tackle at practice. Cause it's like, you've played you've football done for yeah. so yeah. far. Like either you know how to tackle or you don't kind of <laughs> yeah. at this point. So it's you like, made it <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty sure you, you know how to tackle in, in some way, but right. I understand like for like the freshmen and younger guys, it, 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 you do need those, but a lot of times in practice injuries come because people don't know how to practice and don't understand, um, I guess how to be physical, but under control. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in camp, especially in college, that's a, that's, that's one thing too. They always talked about like, it's how you can tell like kind of the, the difference between the different levels of football from high school, college, and up to the pros is like the amount of bodies on the ground. And like, in the pro league, it's like there's almost nobody on the ground. And they would always talk about if you're always getting on the ground or putting guys on the ground, like in the NFL, that's like you're that's how you get cut. That's how injuries happen. So a lot of times it was like more of I guess NFL style practice. Gotcha. And we'll talk a little bit about the NFL before we end the show here. Um, but we gotta address the elephant in the room. We talked about it the last couple episodes, but starting quarterback position. Still don't know, um, but it's getting to the point now where we're going to know by the next episode, we should know the next episode should be about the starting quarterback. Um, I'm anticipating that by Monday, because he did not announce it today, 
Um, I think, I don't know if they're having practice on Sunday or not, but on Monday, when the depth chart is, the too deep depth chart is usually released, in the evening, we should have a starting quarterback, unless he wants to be funny and put Ethan Garbers or Chase Griffin or Dante Moore or something, you know. Unless alphabetical wants, order or alphabetical order do something silly right i could see it i could see it if and and at that point he's playing mind games but what what he did say for the guys for the reporters that were out at practice today um, um all chip kelly would offer about ucla quarterback competition as far as a decision goes is that it's close um he also said he has not told the quarterbacks privately about a final decision so as of right now nobody knows according to chip but I would imagine by like Sunday, you're telling whoever it's going to be one so they can get ready for the week Two, I mean, you got to put out a depth chart and those things don't make themselves. So I would think that they got to give the people who are making the depth chart a heads up so they could put it in the game notes for the week. Um, you know, and that leads into some questions. Uh, uh, another one of my good buddies on Twitter, Jack, I said, who and who do you and Woodsy think uh, who or who do you want to be the starting quarterback and who do you think will win it? Um so uh, you can answer that. I think maybe at this point for me, I guess it's Dante Moore. That's my guess. Um, Why though? Someone brought up this point. So let me let me give them credit. Um, okay, so Michael Biasi Sr. on Twitter responded to Tracy's tweet and said, and, and I kind of agree with this. If it is close, just give the ball to Dante Moore. A true freshman being that competitive with a quarterback that's been there for three years is all I need to know. The learning curve is in the first three games for UCLA will be huge going into the Utah game, which is the, the conference opener. Your thoughts? I mean, kind of like we've been talking about it since he committed, really, of like, mm-hmm. do you start him because he's a five-star automatically? Do you go with who you know? And right. that that is a point. If they're close and this guy is a freshman, that that shows that mm-hmm. his ceiling is going to be higher than the guy that's already, you know, been there for three years and almost like to that point. So mm-hmm. I do think if it's close, you give it to the younger guy. But at the same time, what you're saying, though, like you kind of tell the guy going into the week, all every, anybody who can potentially be at quarterback needs to be prepared mm-hmm. as if they're going to start. You know how it is. Anything can happen. Yeah. But I do understand, like, letting the guy know as far as chemistry-wise with um, his cadence with the O-line and um, his chemistry with the receivers as far as getting timing down and, you know, the spots and the relationships with, with the starting, you know, unit of receivers. Like, that type of stuff is important because it does change with who is at quarterback. So, if it's close, I do say, you know, you put the – Dante in but if if it's you know not I think yeah you go with the the older guy but um my chip is right though you do want a quarterback competition that's relatively close because that means Mm -hmm. you have good guys in the room hopefully yeah and it doesn't matter like like I was saying last week it it kind of if if that's the case it doesn't matter who is in there (laughs) because they're all good yeah no um no doubt about it and I think one of the other things that I've said that before too, is like, if Dante Moore's your guy, like, you know, depending on what happens beyond this year, if he's back next year, 
then he need then he's going to be your guy and one he'll you'll know he'll be your guy but he's going to be the one leading you forward one thing that came to mind this week and we probably we've kind of talked about it before um but again what was the locker room or the vibe or the situation like back not because it was DTR but in a way because it was DTR because he was a true freshman but also because that's the last time Chip's been in this situation how did you guys respond to it or or what was like when did you guys find out I guess that walk me through the process for you guys when did you find out how do you find out I think we may have talked about this bit but I was trying to blink throughout the season or I mean throughout this week um I mean we kind of understood that that Dorian wasn't originally Chip's recruit in that way. That's why it was kind of like because you know when a when a um when a coach brings in his own kind of situation, and then we also knew like we saw Wooden Spade at spring ball, mm-hmm. and we're like, you're not bringing in a guy kind of this this established from a big school like Michigan if he's not gonna play, right? So, and day one you could kind of see the difference between. Like Dorian was just younger and you could see like versus a guy that played Big Ten football for, you know, four years, Mm -hmm. you could kind of see that. But you also could see Dorian's ceiling was up there where it's like he might not be ready yet, but one day he's going to run the show. And we all like we all knew that Caleb Wilson can attest to that of like one day Dorian's going to be the man. Mm -hmm. It was just a sense of like right now he might not be ready yet. You know, he only had. Um, the one season at quarterback starting uh, at Gorman. And um, there were some things I think he had to learn. And I think Chip helped him keep developing as a quarterback and as a leader. Um, I think Wilton Spate came in kind of, like I said, more seasoned in, in that sense of like he already knew how to run a team. And he's also himself been in quarterback battles. So you can kind of see like just that, that aspect to him. Um, and they were both new. So, the only guy that I guess had been there was Devon Monster and Austin Burton. But even even those guys, it's a whole new offense. So everybody was brand new to the offense. Right. This time it's a little different though because Ethan has been in the system and been you know around for a while, so That's he kind of knows it already. So for a five star to come in and already be even with him, it it kind of says speaks volumes on Dante Moore as far as, um, yeah, like the skills he has and you know, the ability if he's that, that he's closer to being ready now and also that he has how much like his ceiling is, how much potential he has to grow beyond that. So those I think that's the, the difference between then and now. Like I said, yeah, chips chip system, chips it's it's chips program now, like without a doubt. These yeah. are all chips guys, these are all chips staff. Before everything was in the air, everything was new. So um that was what made it different. Sounds good. Um, so we got a few other questions. We'll try and um, speed through some of this. Um, keep this episode short. I do have to run out. It is football Friday here in the Inland Empire. Uh, Citrus Valley is hosting uh, Mission Viejo. Mission Viejo has a UCLA football commit offensive lineman, Mark Schroller, that I'm going to try and go out and see for the first time today. So um we'll get out of here with a few more questions for you i have one question for you though josh how many quarterbacks travel on an away game and and if they travel that means they're suiting up right yes in 
So you get, I believe, 85 for non-conference games and 75 for conference games. I might be wrong, but I know it does oh, shorten okay. up. It does shorten up for traveling games. Um, home games, everybody dresses, though, so you can right. get 120, whatever you want on the sideline. Um, but typically, I believe it's four. I believe okay. four, four, at least four quarterbacks travel and dress. I believe, okay, um, three That's... are like three are like kind of ready to go, and then you might have one or two if you bring five. Two guys are more like signal call notebook guys. You so know what I'm saying? here's the here's the situation. I I was talking to one of the other UCLA reporters, and we were just kind of going back and forth. And I was like, wait a minute. First of all, you got four people competing for the starting quarterback job. Dante Moore, Ethan Garbers, Colin Shalee, and Justin Martin. So let's assume those would be your four guys, right? I don't think that's going to be your four guys unless they bring another one because Chase Griffin is getting on that plane because Chase Griffin has to do the, the offensive signals, right? One, because he's been there long enough. He knows it. He's good at it. I don't see why they wouldn't have him do that. Chase it's, also contributes in in ways that – right. Of course. Yeah, like what he brings mm-hmm. to the team in the locker room on and off the field on that and the uh the intel that he can provide on that mm-hmm. sideline is is and what he be, sees from that point of view. Yeah. It might be better than now I'm not saying like all the other guys, but right. I guarantee he has a perspective that needs to be there as far as mm-hmm. he he has been there longer than everybody else. Right. I guarantee he probably knows that playbook better yeah. in the ins and outs. If he like he probably knows it so well, I guarantee he can line up anywhere on that field and, and run from a receiver stamp. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's how Chase is. So you definitely dress and bring him without a doubt. So that's what I'm saying. So, okay. So Justin Martin's a, a redshirt freshman. Is he the guy you sit out? Because Colin Schley didn't come in, transfer in. I mean, he came in to compete, but I mean, like, can you imagine transferring in and then you're not even traveling? That's kind of crazy, right? It'd be that I mean, way sometimes, should- though. Chip makes room for people's gifts as far as if he sees you might be able to do something else. We see Kosi Yankoff not running back. He That's came true. in as quarterback, and I I thought he could be a guy, too. And he was a re- receiver at one point. Yeah, but so mm-hmm. you never know if anybody's going to be changing positions. But at the same time, as of now, I, yeah, I think you'd bring them dressed. I mean, at least I don't know about San Diego game, but. That's I mean, what I was thinking least- that's At what least I was for the say. first home game, everybody dresses, so right. you don't have to worry about that. Okay, so because it's a San Diego game, that was the other point. Because it's a San Diego game and you're taking the bus, can you still only take so many people? Or because it's literally down the street, not really, but really, are you allowed to take more, even if they don't dress? That's a, yeah, it's a, I'm not sure. They might have an allowance because it's the same state, but I know even like UNLV, which is not too far, one mm-hmm. we flew to UNLV too right but that one I don't think we took everybody okay. but and the only time like one of the times I know where we travel everybody's like a bowl game that's one of yeah. the instances but right um yeah I'm not too sure okay gotcha um and so my buddy Travis on Twitter said what does Woodsy think about the linebacker group we've talked quite a bit about the linebackers um over the last couple weeks but who do you expect to stand out? There's a few names that we've talked about. Um, Darius, Femi, Kay Madrano, John John Vons. Is there anyone from those names just kind of based on the conversations we've had 
um, and what you maybe seen from some of, if it's someone from last year that kind of sticks out to you. I mean, Darius is a Buckus mm-hmm. prospect, you know, already. Yep. So I expect him to, I expect him to lead the defense um, and be, you know, one of the best in the, in the pack 12, just an instinctual guy, uh, you know, could play the run, could play the pass, could, you know, so he can make splash plays, game changing plays. So of course, I feel like expected that he, you know, does his thing. Um, I'm excited about, I would say, uh, Femi. Yep. Just, just seeing the 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 snippets, of clips I've seen from him. Um, I'm excited to see what he does in the defense. Uh, I don't think they're he's he's like different than I think everybody else in that way of. It looks like he'd be like a run stopper, mm-hmm. plug and play guy. So excited to see him. I and they were talking about inside linebackers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that yeah, more or less. They just count. I mean, if you're gonna say outside linebackers, you're looking at Latu, right? Latu and the twins, uh even Carl Jones. Yeah, Carl Jones and mm-hmm. uh it's just so much depth. Which is those, crazy. Which those is exciting. Two rooms, <laughs> yes. Which is like, yeah, because to think that like my last year, we didn't have any depth, so we had to like me move me and Shea Pitts to outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. So it's like now there's so much depth that it's like you can play and rotate so many different guys and get so many different like variations and skill sets. Like yeah, if you put Cam Adrano and, and John John Vons in there, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, Ali Caho and Ali Caho, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's like I do. I'm really excited to see him as well. I think him and Femi are the two that I'm most excited to see. Um, real quick, you mentioned Shea Pitts. Can you believe they got they got the the Murphy twins are out here calling him Coach Pitts? Can you believe <laughs> they're calling? I mean, him Coach the dude Pitts. the dude's been there for seven years. The, that's what they said. They said they got respect for him. He you know he's been there. He kind of knows his stuff. And um, he, he uh, one of the Murphy twins was kind of joking. He said, "Yeah, Coach Pitts got on me a little bit the other day." I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Pitts," it, 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 and that's what I like to see that that Shea gets the respect. You know, because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. for like I say for a while, he was the little brother of it all. And yep. and now, um, you know, he's respected and guys, I guarantee are going to him for tips and advice on stuff because I mean, Shay's, you know, comes from a football family, has, you know, mm-hmm. very insightful in football and has seen a lot, you know, been there for a while. So um, and then, you know, he's still playing. He'll be he'll coach for through the season while he's training and then yep. go play in the XFL. And I've talked to him, his uh he wants to have a future in coaching, so it's, it's it just worked out perfectly for him. Yeah, I talked to him briefly when the linebackers came over to do their drill in front of the media. I talked to him uh, just briefly, and we, we said hello to each other and whatnot. Um, tell, real quick, if, you, if you see him again, tell him to not be a bully. Okay. <laughs> they, tell him I said it, and he'll I will. All right, bet. Um, real quick, as we head out, final thing. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's been going on in Cleveland lately. But Dorian has worked himself into the number two spot at quarterback. Are you aware of this? Yes. It's, you... There's two quarterbacks that have been the most exciting in, in the NFL preseason. One, Nathan Work. That's because I I know him. For, like He was our quarterback yeah. here last year. Right. Uh, what team is he with? He's with the Jaguars. Okay. He had a, he had like one of those crazy plays, like spun out of three defenders versus the Cowboys and throws a, plants his feet, throws a touchdown. Oh, wow. Um. So he's been fun. And then, of course, like Dorian has been arguably one of the most exciting players in the mm-hmm. preseason. Yep. Um, running, throwing, blocking people that, yeah. And and 
he's really taking it by storm as far as people who haven't watched him. You know, if you like UCLA didn't, you know, late night games, not mm-hmm. nationalized games. So people are finally getting to see what he does on a game to game basis. And it's been exciting. I mean, you could tell he's playing passionately and you got like the team behind him already. And it's different when he's in and when other guys are in. So um, them making that move isn't really surprising because if anybody, the people that have been watching, like it's clear that, you know, he can be a guy. And of course they have Deshaun Watson, but to have a number two like Dorian is pretty nice thing to have. I think the the thing was, I think it was Josh Dobbs who was the guy. He got traded to the Cardinals. I think there was something where he, I think they released a depth chart or put something out where he was number two. And then I think there was something like 30 minutes later is when he got traded. And then they're like, Dorian's number two. Like it was, I think it was like something bizarre like that. But that's the NFL. That's the business side of it. Uh, congratulations to Dorian. I'm sure he's not. He's not really looking for congratulations right now. He's it, things are just getting started. His journey's just getting started, and he's not going to settle for for number two. That's for damn sure. Um, if we learned anything about him over his time at UCLA. So, with that being said, we'll wrap things up there. We'll get One out of thing, here. Though, go ahead. What's on your mind? Hey, I don't want. I don't want to be that guy. Okay, but when go I ahead. see, go ahead. I go in the locker room, and the guys from Clemson. Got a big, a big orange Clemson box. I posted it. On, I posted it on Twitter. They got a whole goodie bag, goodie box, or what? When I tell you, they got like gloves, like gloves. shirts, sweats, jackets, hats. It was like so much. It was like it was. It was like <laughs> it's like a a big box of Clemson gear. And I understand. <laughs> I understand it's the CFL. I, I get that. But there, we have Bruins up here representing. We have some guys. You could give us like I'll take a t-shirt and can homie get a t-shirt. <laughs> UCLA EQ, like I feel like I feel like I've done a lot. I I, mm-hmm. I haven't okay, I haven't been on campus as much. There hasn't the, been a lot of turnover, right? In the equipment room. It's not like they're a stranger to you, right? I mean, I still go there. I still know people. Like, I'm not <laughs> do you? <laughs> my name is my name is on the floor somewhere, but like I feel like I did I did a lot. I feel like I contributed a lot to UCLA football. I like I said, I'll be around more when probably when I'm done playing. Mm-hmm. But well, what what you need to do is you need to reach out to your boy who we just talked about, Coach Shea Pitts, and tell him what's the deal. Tell him to put a man, word I, in for you or something. Coach Coach Pitts might got to pull pull some strings. <laughs> you got to do something for you. You you shouldn't have to be buying your own t-shirts. That's for sure. I don't have a single Jordan Brand shirt. Still, and it's been two two, two, two years. years. Yeah. Two years. That's tough. One day, man. One day. Well, one day CFL Bruins will get some respect. Start a hashtag, Josh, and uh, see what happens. Maybe Andrew or Steve will see it. <laughs> uh, with that being said, uh, we'll we'll get on out of here. Like I said, I'm going to go watch a UCLA commit um, compete over here at Citrus Valley and Redlands, and um, I'll keep you guys updated on that. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you buy the Believe in UCLA football shirt so you have that just in time for the football season. You should be wearing those out to the games and supporting and letting everyone know about your favorite podcast because obviously this is your favorite podcast. Um, And with that being said, for Josh and myself, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you leave a five-star review and tell us how much you like the podcast. With that being said, thank you guys, and we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you, everybody.
This is the Believe in UCLA Football Podcast presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.